Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right into the 7 o'clock hour we go. Payne and Pendergast, good to be with you. Back in studio, back from spring training. And um, we had a good week out there. Uh, I would say the pitch clock is, you know, as good as the Astros are, the pitch clock seemed to be as big a story, Seth, as anything going on with the team. You know, it's a team that has Jordan Alvarez still out with a, a recovering from soreness in his hand. Michael Brantley still recovering from a shoulder. Alex Bregman finally got in this weekend. you got a bunch of guys that are getting ready to go play in this World Baseball Classic, which we'll get to, we'll get to that in a second. You, I, got a big pro- I got a big problem with the World Baseball Classic. I hate it. Um, but the pitch clock was a big topic here. You, I, I had not seen this. You, you put this in here, and and I had seen that there was a that the Astros played in a very high scoring game against the Braves on the day that we left. I did not know that this was the case in a game with 19 runs, 25 hits, and 34 runners left on base. The game was. Is this true? The game was two hours and 28 minutes long. Yeah. Wow. Unless uh, unless Fangraphs or wherever I pulled, it. I think I pulled that from Baseball Savant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unless they're lying, that's true. Well, yeah, that's that, that's. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it true? Wasn't that, you know, no, no, I no, put a just, lie up there? No, or something? no and it's that's my 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 being aghast at that is not a commentary about you. It's a commentary <laughs> no. about how crazy that number is. Yeah, um, things are moving along. I think the big fear right now uh, is okay. Is is this going to give some pitchers way too much of an advantage? Um, if they have a plan against a batter and they can just go up there and boom, 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 boom. I think it. I think it. Personally, I think there's going to be instances where it's a huge advantage in given situations for both batters and pitchers. Um, I think sometimes the communication between... I mean, we saw this with uh, Luis Garcia, right? When Luis Garcia, was, the catcher was asking for a either a slider or a cutter, and, a cutter, and he just at the last minute said, oh, I got to throw something. I'm going to throw a fastball. fastball. And it worked out. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes that's not going to work out. So I think there's disadvantages to both sides. You can't really look at minor league stats and say that you know for sure how it's going to go because, obviously, the – the strategy in the cat and mouse game between the pitcher and catcher in the majors is a lot different, and there's a lot more preparation and background behind it than there is in AAA. So um, I, I I like that. Like I personally, I think there's going to be some scoring runs that are just blitzkriegs. I, I think it's just a pitcher's going to start to get in trouble, and you've only got so many mound visits in a game, and you either you're either. <laughs> 
what are you gonna you're gonna try to take you're gonna take a ball to try to slow everything down intentionally so i think there's gonna be some scoring runs that just feel like an absolute onslaught um which is awesome if you're the team on offense but if you're not then it's uh, it's terrifying yeah 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 and the astros this just in i think are gonna have a pretty good offense this year and, and as a manager you're gonna have to sit there and think like you have so much less time to think about whether you should pull a pitcher or not and and make that decision and pull the trigger because it's just boom, 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 boom. That part's a little scary. And when you got an older manager, look, Dusty did a great job last year. They won the World Series. And I thought, by and large, you know, when a team wins the World Series, inherently go, the guy did a great job. There may have been little things that Dusty did along the way. I know there were little things that irked me about the way he did the lineups and so forth. Um, this is... This is going to be a. You're right. This is going to be an interesting transition into this new age of this rule book of guys having to having to maybe make decisions. Not even the speed with which they need to make it, but the yeah. different lens that they need to look at things through with this new speed of the game. You know, and and how they allocate yeah. those mound visits and slowing the game down. And it's it's going to be a lot more like basketball, Seth. I think where you got to be real strategic. You about your stoppages. Check. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, You're you, going to, like, a mound visit's a timeout. Yeah, yeah and, like, th- <laughs> three years ago or four years ago, before they had the mound visit rule, however long ago it was, you could just go visit the mound. The, the pitching coach could go out there, you know, not every pitch, but you could go out there quite a bit before the manager went out there, and you could batters could stop the game, pitchers could stop the game. Time, like, actual, this is like having timeouts now. This You've got you've to be judicious about using them. It's going to be yeah. it's really interesting, man. Really yeah. interesting. Um, also, uh, oh yeah, Dusty. Speaking of lineup stuff, Dusty basically said, "Yeah, Brantley will be number two. We yeah, what that, do you think uh, of that? Uh, I think that yeah, Pena had a great playoffs, but Brantley's been a really good hitter for a much, much, much longer time. So yeah. I think that I, I, I there are a couple things that happened where, based on the playoffs, I think people are a little too exuberant, maybe because it is it's a small sample size when it happens in the playoffs, and I don't. Personally, I don't think it should count for like twice or three times as much as anything in the regular season. But I think Pena in his stretch, I think he look, he made a swing change that I think is going to stick. But Brantley's just solid, steady, dependable. He, he's fine at number two. Uh, and then the other one is just Chaz McCormick. I think um, I think people are pen. I, I I think people some are mentally like kind of penciling him as far superior to Jake Myers without accounting for the fact that Jake Myers was dealing with a, a shoulder issue all last year. Yeah. The Pena thing is interesting because this team's record was really, really, really good with him in the two-hole last year. Yeah, and that and, yeah, that, and that, yeah. that record obviously includes some of the portion of the year where Pena was struggling a little bit. I, I don't get too wrapped up in spots in the order in that fashion. Um, I, I can go either way. Look, Brantley's going to have to be healthy. That's the biggest thing. Wherever they bat him, he's got to be healthy. But he... But D- Dusty's rationale for it was just very Dusty. It was like, well, he's been good at this a lot longer than Jeremy Pena has, and thus he will step right back into his role as the number two hitter. I'm like, but I can't, but I agree with that. It's not. I, I mean, thought it was the, funny. That's all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but I mean, he's. You know what? A stat nerd would try to figure out a way to say the same thing, except may make it sound way more annoying. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, if you if you look at the sample size of the playoffs relative to the expected drop off in a guy that Brantley's age, it, yeah, it's he's been Boy, doing it longer. That is a cush spot, though, man. Right in between Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. That's nice. That yeah. is a nice spot in the order to have right there. Um, this World Baseball Classic, uh, it starts tomorrow, I think. Uh, I will watch none of it because that's my silent protest of the World Baseball Classic. I hate, I hate that about half of the regular. Houston Astros are going to play in this thing. 
Yeah. I don't um, need them playing baseball that's not Astros baseball. I don't need them where, diving around and sliding on behalf of their countries. Don't why, need it. Uh, I don't I, I feel like I was alone in my disdain for the World Baseball Classic back in 2017. Which by the way everybody, it happens every 3 years. I don't know, is there another international tournament that happens every 3 years instead of every 4 years or every 2 years? I don't know off the top of my head, but it's stupid. Yeah. They didn't have one in 2020 because of because uh, yeah. people were upset about the Astros, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But the the biggest issue that we had in 2017 was that the manager was old man Jim Leland, who didn't give Alex Bregman hardly any at bats. I'm fine with like I actually like the idea of guys going off and playing games that matter somewhat. Uh, you know, guys are playing for the pride of their country, so they're going to get live at bats, maybe under a little bit more pressure. I like it for the younger guys in particular. But they gotta, they gotta actually get reps. They actually gotta get some at bats. Yeah. That's why I didn't like it then. Yeah, I, uh, I, I hope like crazy. I don't have to come back and say I told you so after the World Baseball Classic because we lost the Houston Astros somewhere along the way. That's all. I just don't need them playing in this thing, Seth. What's just that they would be, they would be playing in spring training games, but very little. I, you know, just an at bat here and an at bat there. I, if they're gonna get hurt, I want them to get hurt in an Astro uniform. I don't want them getting hurt in the uniform of their, of their country. That's they don't all. get. This is not like exhausting or anything because the they're it's they're all star rosters with everyone. It's not like they're overusing guys okay. or anything. All right. This is uh, and it's a cool look. It's it's growing the game internationally. It's so it's good for baseball okay. theoretically. Yeah. Uh, I I don't um I don't like that they kind of go by some of these Olympic rules that you know guys. I, I it's like oh I had a grandfather who was from this country so now that now I'm representing that country I say yeah I say yeah stay wherever you are Wh- whoever you're a citizen of that moment okay the rule but mostly book, I want America to be better the the, yeah. the rule book the rule book that's a legitimate concern I know my concern I'm kind of concerned about an injury boogeyman right now I'll admit that you yeah. bringing up that they're going to play in spring training games if they're not at the World Baseball Classic fair enough uh, I I think it's legitimate to at least in the short term. Not like the fact that the Astros and all these teams, all these players who have spent the last offseason and really the hardcore part of the beginning of spring training trying to get acclimated to this new rule book are going to go yeah. play a week's worth of baseball under the old rules all of a sudden. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's going to be too tempting. If you're struggling, like, okay, if Altuve is playing for Venezuela and he's struggling at the plate and it's the, it's the bottom of the ninth inning. Is he gonna? Is he gonna really stick to the new rules and practice his new abbreviated routine? Probably not. He's gonna do what's comfortable. So I'm with you there. Yeah. This is a this is a bad year to be playing the world baseball. Yeah, classic. yeah. From that, I mean, now that's not that wasn't my primary reason. I will admit, I'm not backtracking on that. But I think that's a legitimate one that any Astro fan or fan of any of these guys for your respective MLB teams should feel. Um, we got a. a um, a tweet from um, at Dream Team Apple One, uh, who saw some of our pictures from spring training, Seth, of yeah. uh, of us out there, and um, the one in particular that he saw was the one where I you ordered a kind of a, a fufu looking drink for me at uh, the bar we were at on our way out of town on Friday. Yeah, sort of a purple a, and yellow a, pineapple <laughs> drink. It was purple haze, right? Is that what it, it was, was a purple haze martini or something. Yeah, but it was a, it had a pineapple on the it top. It did. So I thought that you should order it in honor of Yuli Gurriel, La Pina. Right, and I did, and then I held it up for the camera, and the background caught you just looking at me disgustedly, 
that I just ordered this drink that you encouraged me to order. Yeah, um, yeah. This is what Dream Apple One, Dream Team Apple One says. This so okay. What is Seth Payne's anti-aging secret? This guy looks rather incredible and not a day over thirty-five. Some ex-NFL players age so gracefully; it's remarkable. Got to share those diet or workout routines. Also, I sometimes watch Seth on YouTube. Excellent oh. Texans content. Thanks. Oh. That's oh, right. Dream well, Team Apple One wants to know what your anti-aging secret is. It's probably the filter on your phone in low light <laughs> or something. You but do not look claiming... your age. You 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 well, are, you. you hold your age very well. Yeah. Doctor Linville helped out with the hair restoration. Did? That's a that good. Was a, that's that's a big one. Good yeah. recommendation. Um, do... I didn't think it was going to make as big a difference as it did. What is um, your What is your workout routine? Workout routine is at least a half hour of getting my heart elevated per day. Like whether it's by circuit training or bicycle or something like that, and then I try to like I try to walk every day too. To there's something like evolutionarily about just walking and getting your getting your body moving forward and looking at the land, like walking outside. I, I feel like that helps a lot. And then a lot of it is just Brandy's really good about Brandy just cooks really healthy, keeping you in check. Shops really healthy. Yeah. I shop and go, and I, truth, truth be told, I do a lot of the cooking, except Brandy's like the dietitian that okay. chooses everything. So, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of like, I don't know, kind of paleo-ish. I'm not, I'm not hardcore paleo or anything, okay. but it's a lot of vegetables and fruit and, um, and just lean, lean meats and all of that. I thought you did pretty well uh, away from Brandy for the week last week. I didn't think you went off the rails at all. Uh, well, oh. Well, you didn't you know have what? your, you know, your, your uh, watchdog yeah. there. Brandy. You know what helps? It just because of the simplicity of it is intermittent fasting. Mm. There's um, which like let's be honest, everybody, it's it's skipping breakfast. My God, can we not? Can we not? We're like a bunch of baseball nerds with this stuff. Like, what are you doing for your diet? Uh, intermittent hypertonic fasting. I skip breakfast. All right, right, right. so uh, I skip breakfast. So I try to go like 16 to 18 hours without eating, especially when I'm on vacation. Um, and then that way, even if you do some damage with bad choices, it's a, it's a very small window. Yeah. But there's all kind of, all kinds of evidence that it would help with anti-aging if you do if you if you get a window of at least 14 to 18 hours per day where you don't eat, let your body kind of learn how to operate without a steady infusion of calories. You were out of the house before anybody was up uh, throughout the week last week getting your steps in. You you yeah. were, you were leaving the house. I mean, I got up at 4:30 every morning and you were already gone. And that was and I know you're like saying getting your steps in just like is a loose term, but I, I'm actually kinda anti step counting. So yeah, yeah. um but like yeah, but as far as getting out and walking. Right, yeah. Right, right. I was uh and that's when I listen to my audio books too. Hmm. So sometimes people ask how I read so much. I try to be open about it. Like mm-hmm. half of my reading is actually listening to audiobooks. Mm. It's not um I try to be transparent about that. I don't want to be a fraud. What do you like better, reading the actual book or listening to the audio book? Or does it depend on the book? Depends on the book. Okay. If it's something that's kind of technical, like sciency, yeah. I, uh, I like to I like to read the pages because sometimes you got to think about it. You, you yeah, stop and ponder go things. back and read it again. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to do that on a written book than on an audio book. For my historical fiction, I like uh, I like listening to it, okay. especially with the really good storytellers. They're the guys that can do the voices. It's tricky to be uh, these days. It's very, very tricky. You got to have a really good audio audio book storyteller because when they start to do the accents, if they're not good, it sounds racist as hell. Yeah. So you got to have a guy that's like yeah. really, really good and like nails like the actual uh, the actual accent of yeah. wherever this person is from. Yeah. yeah. 
Otherwise, you're kind of like, gosh, I hope, hope nobody hears me listening to this out loud. <laughs> it nobody sounds buys like, this Sounds book. like I've got really dumb friends. Yeah. The one, the one business. <laughs> Boy, I do this product. Not a bad joke. I hope nobody buys this. Um, yeah. I love combine time of year. You know what? And it, look, this is probably symptomatic of the combine every year. I'm looking at the trailer wheel and frame text page right now. Um, this is probably how it is every year, but we have the benefit of now being in a market that needs a quarterback in a year where – the Texans have the number two pick, not the number one pick, so there's a little more sauce on whether to trade up and whatnot. And all of these quarterbacks have flaws. There's no Trevor Lawrence, you know. There's no perceived perfect, you know, perfect with air quotes. But there's no uh, 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 trans, uh, transcendent star uh, quarterback in this draft class. Trailer wheel and frame text page zero three eight three. Bryce Young didn't want the pressure of throwing at the combine. Wanted to script everything instead of going out and doing it in the moment like everyone else. That's all you need to know about him. That plus his <laughs> size is a no go for me. Any of the other three would be a better choice. I guess the the part that gets me there, what I would disagree with, is that's all you need to know about him because it's not like Bryce Young is the first top quarterback candidate to not throw at the combine. Uh, there are many, many before that didn't throw at the combine. It's it's probably just the smart decision. It's it's a feather in your cap if you show up and show that you're willing to compete and all that. But it's also maybe a little bit short-sighted and dumb because he's already he's already considered the best overall quarterback skills-wise. There's no reason to inject any doubt into somebody's mind. So I think it's a it's a smart strategic decision. It's like uh sitting out uh sitting out the bye week. It's, when a team has a bye in the playoffs, are the, should they insist upon an opponent because, damn it, they want to show just how good they are? Yeah. That was like his bye week. He got the he earned the bye week in the, in the form of not having to throw at the combine. Nine nine four six on the trailer wheel and Frank text page boils it down. I think pretty well. Which one resembles Patrick Mahomes the most? <laughs> yes, just do that. Yeah. Well, to- okay. Let's see. Which one resembles Patrick Mahomes the most? Might be Will Levis. Uh, Might be. You know, just in terms of not because as a as a college prospect, yeah. Because as a college prospect, Pat Mahomes, one of the big concerns with him was like, all right, this guy just doesn't seem to give a damn about taking care of the football or throwing interceptions. Um, which I mean, I'm still shocked. But he's got a big arm though, and Will yeah, Levis he's got has an a big incredible arm. arm. Yeah. yeah, and yet people still act like. People still act like Cliff Kingsbury developed Pat Mahomes instead of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, like in a bad way, got Pat Mahomes drafted 11th overall. You win with him. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah, Pat Mahomes, you can't have a winning record for two years there, your last two years uh, at Tech, and then Pat Mahomes gets drafted 11th. Yeah. You're going to tell me if Andy Reid was Pat Mahomes' college coach, he wouldn't have gone number one overall? Come on. All right. Um, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, his teammate Travis Kelsey hosted Saturday Night Live this weekend. How did he do? The monologue is always the big thing. How did he do in the monologue? We've got the best and the worst of his monologue jokes for Travis Kelsey next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 